0: Welcome to the podcast that teaches you how to transform your life and your business. Here is your host, Rick Hyland, and this is CI for Life. Welcome to CI for Life. I'm Rick Hyland. Did you know that defining your purpose can accelerate your recovery and enhance your recovery from this pandemic? The current pandemic has brought an increase in anxiety, depression, lost hope, and many other mental and physical related concerns. Check out these statistics from June 2020. In late June, 40% of U.S. adults reported struggling with mental health or some kind of substance abuse. Depression alone costs this nation over $210 billion annually. So what is to be done? Research shows, I looked in psychological journals, medical journals, and other places to find the top 10 benefits of living with purpose. I'll read you the top five. Number one, enhanced physical and health well-being. Number two, greater resilience. Number three, increased happiness. Number four, increased life satisfaction. Number five, better psychological well-being. And number 10 is a bonus one, a longer life. But there's many others. But research also shows that people suffer some low-level anxiety in trying to figure out how. They try to get it perfect. They're trying to really, how do you exactly figure out your life purpose? I don't want to get that wrong. Isn't it ironic that the very thing that could help our society in 2021 creates anxiety because we don't know how? That's exactly why I wrote the book, Live Your Purpose, A Step-by-Step Guide to Living Your Best Life in October of 2020. Uh, that's my passion to help people understand the how, the why, and the how of purpose, goals, and stress management. In chapter four, for example, it highlights the triple seven process for purpose purpose development: seven questions over seven hours and seven days, and you can have your own non-perfect but very powerful purpose statement—not mine, not your parents', but your own. My purpose statement, for example, has helped me get my job career that I um, rose from uh, number 23 employee to CEO of the Americas and number two shareholder uh, when I retired two years ago. And it also includes some very um, personal parts about who I want to be and the values that I want to live by. Uh, I'd like to read it, not as a perfect example, but n- and not as your purpose, but people often want to see as they develop the how and understanding about it, examples of it. So the first two lines I wrote in 1987, and the third to get my job and career and life going, and then the third line I wrote in 2005, and I'll explain that a little bit more here, here in a minute. I will strive for and share the benefits of continuous improvement in my life, my families, and those in my circle of influence. I desire my continuous improvement efforts to be interdependently benefiting my vocation, avocation, and ecclesiastical service. And then this third line I wrote in 2006 when I realized there was uh, more values and more how I wanted to show up. I desire to live continuous improvement with a spirit of love, acceptance and compassion for others and myself. I could go on and I've shared another podcast and I do in the book about how that purpose statement when I wrote when I was failing my first MBA class, I had moved across the country to an Eastern MBA school with uh, my wife, Cheryl and two oldest children. They were four and two at the time. And so it was a big move. We moved away from it and the first, and I knew I was the youngest and least experienced in the class. So I knew I had to work hard and I did. And then I got that first test back in October 15th or somewhere around that in economics. And I was, if not the lowest, one of the lowest grades in the class, it was devastating. And so out of that experience, I had a little pity party on a Friday night but uh, ask Cheryl for permission or tell him I needed a timeout. And I went to our unfinished basement Saturday and Sunday and wrote that purpose statement, or at least the first two lines for that. And then a year and a half later, as I went to apply for jobs, um, I had a consulting company come that was about a small boutique company out of the West Coast. And um, I applied for it because it had some of the very words from the purpose statement that I wrote. It was amazing. I was sh- So I signed up for it, and they, uh, <laughs> I didn't make the list. I didn't make the cut. And so uh, I phoned the recruiter that very day so I didn't fall into a pity party and uh, get all discouraged. And I said, you know, I think you've made a mistake. This is my job. This is exactly – I told them about my purpose statement, and they said, you know what, uh, let me look at your resume. Well, you are under-experienced, and you are a little young but you know what, I like your energy and desire, put your name on the list. So I literally back in those days, put my name number 11 on their list on the board in the recruiting office. And I was the only one that got the job. And I retired 32 years, two years ago, after 32 years, I went from employee number 22 to the COO of the Americas and the second largest shareholder and retired and sold out two years ago. And I started this company called CI for Life because I wanted to share this message of purpose and goals and the skills necessary to handle roadblocks and setbacks and the habits of the happiest and most productive people. In fact, I did a piece of research in writing the book, uh, 1400 People in Four Countries, and asked them a whole bunch of questions about success, productivity, and happiness, and how can we find all three. And interestingly enough, and I have this in two or three chapters in the book, but the top three habits of the happiest and most productive people are, number one, they, they daily plan. Oh my goodness, I love to hear that. Number two, they uh, regularly exercise. And by the way, it wasn't any big endurance events. If you don't like to run and bike like I do, walking was the one most listed, interesting enough. Just good regular walking of 20 to 30 minutes, five or six times a week. And then number three, of the happiest and most successful people. Regular giving, regular service, regular random acts of kindness to others, giving yourself to others. We had uh, Orly Warba on my CI for Life podcast a month or so ago who lives the kindness or Project Boomerang or the kindness initiative. And she articulates so well the value of kindness. And in that survey that I did and in the book, I highlight those three habits and why they're so important and how to develop in your life. So. This book and my company and my success story and the research that I've done around it can help you in four areas. The why and how of defining purpose, seven steps for goal setting, the habits of the happiest and most productive people. And then lastly, and maybe most important, how do you stay on purpose when setbacks occur? How do you wanna show up? What values do you wanna show up for your best self when you're under stress and you're pressured and you're super busy? So hope that's useful and helpful. Those are the four sections that we coach on. That's what's in the book. And hopefully that story is inspirational for people to find their own purpose and their own goals and their own way to living their very best life. Thank you. Goodbye.